0: Welcome back to the latest episode of the CJ Tour Podcast. As always, here I'm your host glenn Alexander, and tonight I'm just trying to see how long I can get the intro music to keep playing before I say anything. But I'm also joined by Jay. Jay, how's it going?
1: Good. How's, how's it going with you? Been a while.
0: Yeah, been a, been a minute. Trying to you know catch up on all the sports topics. We just finished out the Super Bowl. We got uh, NBA All Star Weekend coming up here, and yeah, you we know, also got some uh, college hoops, some MLB. You know, really seems like. One sport ends and the other sports all kick up, so I'm rock and rolling. I-, I do want to ask you though before we get started, Gordon Hayward, Thunder player, it's official. What are, your, what are your initial thoughts and reactions? I know we're both big Thunder fans, as always. I enjoy everyone trying to look at the YouTube. see Jay's <laughs> byline in this thing. I'm not going to say it. This <laughs> time. Um,
1: Gordon Hayward, solid pickup. I-, I agree. I I like it. I just don't feel like we did enough whereas like the Mavs if we did like a comparison what OKC did and what the Mavs did I feel like the Mavs had a way better deadline than we did Gordon Hayward though is a good uh, you know pickup for the position of Giddy because off ball he can catch and shoot he's shooting at like a current like average of 39% from the three so I can't I can't say I hate it but we lose Trey Mann another young guy that's going to do well somewhere else and you know the the Turkish uh, point guard that was you know doing pretty well. So going to have to see how it plays out for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, I I love the fact that we got a guy who can be in the court, be on the court with SGA in final closing minutes, minutes. But also, we didn't trade anyone who was so crucial and vital to the team that. If Hayward doesn't play, it's all of a sudden. Wait, wait a second. We've got all these minutes to mention in our lineup. Like Misich, he was playing some minutes here and there, but but honestly, he averaged twelve minutes a game. Trey Man was getting a lot of DMPs there, so yeah, it, you know what? It'd be great to have Trey Man against that Magic team the other night, where we seemingly blowing them out, get <laughs> him some minutes, and give him some run, and, and heck, he's doing great. And you know, the Hornets. I think they're three and zero with Misich and him, and with uh, Grant Williams um, after mm-hmm. the trades, but. With that being said, yeah, let's let's get let's get a guy in into the into that Giddy slot. Closing minutes. Yep. Giddy's just not being he's just not being guarded from three. And until he can kind of ramp that up, I mean, it's one of those things where we've seen Presti and Thunder organization be patient with the guys like this, trying to see. They almost never trade a guy at the lowest possible you know value. So, hey, right. you know what? Like, see how good he does. If all of a sudden it's not getting better at all. Maybe take a couple looks around the offseason, see what else is out there. But if nothing's out there still, still super young, still on a rookie deal, run it back. And all of a sudden with a ton of cap space, who knows, oh, what else can we do this summer? So I think it's I think it's a great move overall. But I do agree. One, I, this wasn't a fence swinging move here either. Right.
1: I think I think they're a contender no matter what already. But the one thing that OKC has that a lot of uh, other teams don't have is our shooting coach. Uh, he came from 17 years from San Antonio and he's the one that got uh, Tony Parker and Kawhi Leonard shot all, you know, where it's at now. So, like, I'm I'm excited because this is his second year here with uh, OKC and, you know, it's really showing. I mean, we're shooting at over 40 percent, like with like four or five guys. So, like, it's definitely showing and he definitely knows what he's doing. So I'd like to see, you know, a little bit more development with Yiri.
0: I think he'll yeah. be there. Yeah, Chip England, the shooting coach. Can't wait to see uh, how much. Giddy's percentages are going up for the record, too. So this is what's weird to me, is that all of a sudden, the team gets a little bit of expectations because we're top four seed in the West <laughs> every single week, and it's like, oh, man, Giddy's playing horribly. It's like, well, well, actually, if you look at it, he's playing better and than he did there. last year. It just, just we're getting a ton more national and local attention than we did mm-hmm. before, which is going to all of a sudden. You know, put the spotlight on some guys a little bit more and and maybe his numbers won't always be going up the whole rest of the season. But you know what? Fingers crossed that they are. Well, um, with that being said here, something that's definitely going up here is the uh Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey stock, as they <laughs> they both won what, Taylor Swift won a Grammy. Travis Kelsey, of course, won a Super Bowl. I'm glad I did not mix those up. And Patrick Mahomes <laughs> won his third at age twenty-eight. So I want to ask you here. We haven't talked about this at all. What are your immediate reactions, takeaways from the Super Bowl, from from the Chiefs win?
1: I mean, the Chiefs are – the Chiefs. It's just like a – what was that, 2020 run from the Golden State Warriors that they won the championship? It feels exactly like this. Um, you know, like you expected them. You know, they started slow, and then all of a sudden, postseason, they're all at the Super Bowl, and there's like – so what, what do we expect them to lose the Super Bowl? So it's just a thing with Andy Reid and Mahomes and Kelsey. They have a good squad. They always have a good squad, and I, you know, hope I can put the uh, the Chiefs behind me and see like my Dallas Cowboys win or Chargers win. You know, up, yeah. But but until uh, until something drastic changes, I think the Chiefs are going to be a good team for a few more years.
0: Yeah. I'm- I'm most surprised that the game, when I look back at it from all the stuff now, that it was honestly that close. Because it was a good game. It, it was a game. really, really good game. Going into overtime, cool. I'm not sure if I would have wanted the ball first or second. I, there's so much stuff out there where it's like, <laughs> oh, if you take it second, then then you know what you have to do. It's like, okay, cool. But like if you take it yeah, first, but you're, you're then, yeah. yeah, but if you take it first, you go down, and score a touchdown, then all of a sudden you put all that pressure on the other team to so where they have to be so we can argue it either way. My <laughs> yeah. my main thing for Mr. Bull is wow, the Chiefs made not a ton of mistakes. Like if you're talking mistakes here, uh Niners lose maybe their best player on defense. If not, best player, second best player, um in Green Law. Yeah. That's a, just a bummer. The Niners had two separate fumbles within their own red zone, I believe. Uh or, or, you know, excuse me. One within their own red zone, which is not really a, it's a muff punt. And the other one right. within within um, the opponent's red zone, the Capri fumble, and they were still in the game until the very end. Like, that's, that's yeah. the thing that gets me, is that you give Patrick Mahomes all this ammo, and he, he still barely won. Like, now, Mahomes is great, I'm not taking anything away from him, but I don't want to just say, oh, wow, the Niners just really... Didn't you know? Like they, yeah, they were right there. I, I think a couple things break your way here and there, and all of a sudden you win. And and yeah, for sure. And that's just what stands out the most to me is that okay, you got McCole Hardman, great stories. Jet, he got one pass, you know, with the <laughs> Jets, and they gets traded, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I'd also say this is maybe one of the reasons why my homes is so good is speak and my, and Andy Reid because it honestly like doesn't matter too much who the, who's on their team. You know, you have Kelsey be shelved himself through the regular season for most of the part most parts of it and then down the stretch and this come down to the Super Bowl in the playoffs Kelsey's on fire it's like he's it's like he's 28 not 34 <laughs> I mean, he's the same age as Gronk that's my favorite like detail I learned from the NFL season is that he's the same age as Gronk and I'm like okay you know what it's not like they were playing it's not like Kelsey had five years off and then came into the league or something I mean he you know he had the same amount of time playing and all type of stuff too. maybe he wasn't doing as much extracurricular stuff off the field, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. It sounds like they both are big party guys. That might be the whole tight end position that gets rowdy. So, um, so yeah, I mean, props to the chiefs and that brings my next thing here is that I, I think it'd be fun to kind of rank the, the four teams who made it to the NFC championship and the AFC championship, just because I could ask you, Hey, do you think going to make it back more likely the Niners or the chiefs? It's a little bit, little bit tired. So instead, I'll try to be a little more wired here and ask you a fun question of, of the four teams. So you got to rank them from most likely to get back versus least likely to get back. Okay. And that is, you know, Lions, Ravens, Niners, Chiefs. Who who, who are you ranking here as, you know, whatever order you want to go with, but, but how are you ranking them?
1: Okay, so like most likely to least likely is how I'm going to do it. And I'll probably go... Chief Ravens, Lions, 49ers.
0: Wow, okay. Chief Ravens? Lions? Then 49ers? So 49ers are the least likely to get back? Talk me through it here. Yeah. What's what's the line of thinking on so, the Niners?
1: So here here's the thing. Uh their coach, great coach, great coach. But I think uh, his system will be kind of figured out like uh like Sean McVay's next year. I think uh, people are going to start putting more pressure on Purdy, and I don't think he's going to, you know, become what everybody thinks he's going to become. I think he's just going to be like a a Matt Ryan or, you know, he's going to be a good quarterback in a system that works for him. And I don't think, uh, you know, the loss of Greenlaw, will he be the same Greenlaw he will be next year? You know, what additions are they going to make during the offseason? What are they going to, you know, what trades are they going to make? I just don't see them making that back.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I have a hard time thinking that the Lions will make it back. I just the Lions are really good, but Jared Jared Goff is just not like Brock Purdy's not that guy, but I, <laughs> I I don't know, at some point someone's gonna figure out the Lions a little bit. Like it almost seems like this Kyle Shanahan, like, all right, he's He's been doing this now for long enough where I have more trust that he'll be able to figure it out with Brock Purdy and a bunch of other playmakers versus Jared Goff and a bunch of other playmakers. And okay. and, and I would go most likely, still, I got same with you, got the Chiefs, but then two, I, I want to say Niners because one, okay. they, they play in the NFC West. The yeah. NFC West, you look at the other starting quarterbacks. All right, you got Matt Stafford in the playoffs. were somehow good this year, but they're going to be good again. Who knows? They're, they, they're almost always back to square one because they turn away every pick they have every year. They somehow make it work, but still. Um, I mean, you got you got the Cardinals. Like, are they going to be good next year? Maybe. But that'd be one heck of a one-year turnaround to win the division. Yeah. And then the Seahawks, they just, basically, they just finalized the Geno Smith deal where they made it guaranteed that it's going to be paid next year. And, and those three quarterbacks alone in that conference, like, in that division, I just don't. <laughs> I don't think they're that tough. So if I'm going from strength to schedule wise, I think I'm choosing Niners. Um second there. And honestly, that's where I'd kind of go. I think then Lions and I think then Ravens. Because the Ravens this year, look at that same thing. I can just go to the same thing. Look at that division. Okay, you got Jake Browning. Then you've got love Mason Rudolph, but you got Mason Rudolph. And then <laughs> you know, I mean Browns quarterback of the day. You know, I mean, so <laughs> I mean I, I so, hey, so that's kind of my thing. that guy. Joe Flacco's the man. But like <laughs> yeah. let's say they have Deshaun at the Deshaun Watson. Okay, well he's up and down, hasn't been healthy, regardless of what the other crap he has going on in his life is, but he just hasn't been healthy. So that's where I'd go, okay, you know, the the Ravens, I actually think that the Steelers will do something. I think that the Browns will do something either at quarterback or Watson, this will be like the healthy year he has. And, I mean, I think the Steelers will do something, too. I could see easily. I mean, what do the Steelers trade for? Justin Fields or whatever. Like, they say, hey, we'll trade you our first and second this year for Justin Fields. I mean, the Bears say no? Maybe. But then again, if all of a sudden you go from Justin Fields in your inner system and you had Mason Rudolph slash Mitch Trubisky before, I don't know. I mean, and also the Steelers kind of... Kind of gotta say here, if they just had Mason Real start every single game that Trubisky started, it would sing a little different tune about the Steelers. They made the playoffs. I mean yeah, they made the, it's, the
1: uh, playoffs. Mike Tomlin makes the playoffs every
0: year. I don't care. He can start he can start 0 6, but somehow he's gonna make the playoffs. Always does. Always does, it seems. <laughs> I mean, he's one you know, a couple of inevitable things, and and that's one of them. Um all right, well, well, next up here on the docket, got to ask you about the fun stuff here. But I I, I just uh, – I'm not loving this NBA All-Star weekend. I'll say it. I'm not afraid to. Ooh. Not loving it. It's in Indianapolis. Okay. Cool. Okay. All good. All good. If I'm, if I'm going to want an NBA All-Star game to be in Oklahoma City at some point in my life, which I, I do, then I can't be mad once it's in a small market. I can't be like, oh, well, it's not that cool. Nope. It's great. The NBA is doing that. I just, I don't, I used to love the dunk contest. Like, that was the thing. Like, oh, like, and and I know the dunk contest for me was like Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, like those years. Like, 2016, 2017. That was much watched TV. My dad didn't understand it, didn't get it. A little bit here and there, he got it, I think. But basketball has been like my favorite sport since the Thunder came to Oklahoma City in 08. And I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like we gotta do something a little different. I feel like right, you know, I feel like right now it's just not not the greatest thing overall. With well, that being said, here, want to ask it if you could choose any guy who's not currently in the dunk contest this year, but as a rookie or sophomore in the NBA, just add that qualifier in here because we know those that's kind of the possibilities. Like if if you're a third year player or older, you're really only in the dunk contest if you kind of need some name notoriety or just something else out there. Like we're not seeing Jason Tatum play, you know. I mean it it's. Great to me that Jalen Brown's playing in any All-Star game type of stuff. So, yeah, who would you have here, rookies or sophomores currently in the NBA, to add to this All-Star Weekend dunk, dunk um, contest specifically?
1: When it comes to dunking, I think Scoot Henderson is one of the best dunkers in the league. Uh, Paulo ben- Benchero, he had a, some monstrous dunks against OKC uh, this past game. Uh, I was like, oh, wow, that's, he can get up. You know, I think he had 30 points at some point and he was, you know, I I enjoy him, you know, watching him because I like the little Orlando Magic stuff that they do after the games and stuff. So I'm an Orlando Magic fan when it's like not OKC. But and then also uh, from the Rockets, Jabari Smith Jr., um, also a high flyer. So I've got like three high flyers that like I felt like could have been way better than uh, no nothing against Jalen Brown or anything. But I think they could have done a little bit better than. Or will do a little bit better than Jalen Brown because so there's got some high flying young guys.
0: Yeah, i i i would love to see love to see any of the three of those guys. Van Carroll, I think, would be crazy because that's the guy who's the most the kind of the most Dwight Howard esque. And I, when Dwight Howard was in the dunk contest, it, it proved to be something a little bit different because he could dunk on a twelve foot yeah. rim. So he was
1: 15. able to, was crazy, he, he was yeah. able to do
0: some things that just are, are not normally. So so with that same line of thinking. I go out of the Pistons, Jalen Duran. like guys great in super young. But regardless yeah. of age, he's one of those guys where if he wants to dunk the ball, no one's really stopping him, period. Right. Just he, the, the velocity you can throw a ball through the basket. I mean, he could jump from, you know, <laughs> he could jump from the free throw line and just chunk it in as Dwight did one game. Um, and then the other one here is uh, that, that put down is Shaden Sharp. I know these are both sophomores. It's not the most exciting list okay. in the entire world. Shaden Sharp out of Kentucky, he has some of the craziest dunks where it just doesn't seem like he should be able to jump that high. And, and we're talking hops. We're talking jump out of the jump out of the building potential. Got a little Derek, you know, um, what's the guy who, I think he plays with the Heat right now, but I forget exactly he's bounced around the league so much. But oh, he's like the high-flying. Derek Jones. Derek Jones. Derek Jones Jr. Derek Jones, Jr. Yep. yep. DJJ. Yep. Would love to see. Love to actually see. And then the third one here. Yeah, I think it goes without saying, but I would love to see somebody try to dunk from the three point line, and the only guy who thinks <laughs> in the league who could do that is Victor Wembanyama. So, I, I, pri- I, and you know what, I got it off. I haven't said Wembanyama in a while on the podcast. I practiced yeah. that pronunciation for a while this off season, so it was coming. So, I had to kind of try to rein that back in here, but I'd go, I'd go Vic. You know, I yeah. there should be some crazy things. You know, crazy things to see. No, that's so, fair. I think Weminyama on a
1: on a thirteen foot goal would be kind of sick. Yeah, give him I, a little challenge. Thir-
0: thirteen, yeah, <laughs> thirteen feet. Well, I just go fifteen and down point. I mean, yeah, make a really, yeah. <laughs> really, jump out of the building. Yeah, because cause if he has to jump that high, like no one's stopping him um, at that point. Right. All right. Well, then also here with the kind of fall in the uh, NBA All Star game, you know, stuff like that. Which where should the next time they host to be? I granted. Let, let's say you can't say L.A. or, or New York City because those are just obvious. So ones.
1: no, no big, no big. Madison Square Garden. I mean, the, the you Staples can be area. like, oh, they should
0: host it there, but I think that's almost like, oh, okay, cool. Like, like where where should the NBA have the next All Star game? That if you could choose anywhere, I know it's scheduled out for a couple of years now, but still.
1: Yeah. So like, I know, I know that New Orleans won. everybody kind of liked. Um, me personally, um, maybe I, I don't know, or like a. Like a Miami, maybe a coastal place. Uh, I mean, anything coastal is going to be big. Everybody loves the beaches. You know, maybe like the Miami or even like a San Francisco. Like, you can't go wrong with the Bays. So, uh, Small markets, like you said, talking about Indianapolis. I mean, Indiana is known for being the Hoosier State, known for, you know, basketball. It's basketball for them is like football for Texas. So, I I like seeing small like small markets get it. I hope OKC gets it sometime soon in my lifetime, so I can go and maybe watch an All Star game. But I think with the addition to our new uh, our new arena, we might get it. So
0: yeah, but I I say a coastal area is probably where they should keep them. It's where everybody likes to go. Yeah, I I think the the biggest thing I'm looking forward to here. Coming up with the NBA All Star kind of stuff is when they have it at the Kiev, uh, not the Kiev Forum, but excuse me, here, um, crypt, and not not crypto either. Gosh, what are they naming the new arena in here for the Clippers? <laughs> I'll have to look. I, it's on to my tongue. I know oh, the other day. yeah. But, the, but that, that's where it's going to be hosted here soon. And I think what will really shock people is it's easier to get to the ocean from Inglewood than it is from downtown LA. And that'll be really the shocking part. It's <laughs> like it'll feel more like LA, even though it'll be in Inglewood. As opposed to um, downtown Staples Center, just because it's just just traffic easier, honestly. Yeah, I um, So that that'll be awesome. I I think of like okay, what's a city like Oklahoma City where I'd love to see them host it? Love to see basically just it be able to be there. I would love to see just kind of not not do any cold weather cities. they are doing this in February. I, I want to bring you know. A little Southern charm, a little Southern hospitality. But maybe you <laughs> know, maybe you do it a little bit. Um, you do it in Atlanta, or even better, Phoenix. I think Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix! It. I, I, I like a Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix All Star Game again. Every uh, Waste Management Open was uh, this past weekend I think, as well, too. <laughs> yeah. And I went That's to a that. lot of videos about that. I, I went to that last year, not this year, of course. And I gotta say. It is as advertised. It This year, apparently, it was much crazier than normal, but it, it is as crazy as advertised. And if you can get a bunch of people, excited about basketball <laughs> in February, watching hoops, that, that's that's where it's at. Love kind of the whole, you know, Arizona's got so many different climates and cultures and all type of stuff, too. It'd be fun. Um, but, you know, I mean, wouldn't be mad about the coast either. But I think, uh, I think Phoenix is due to host another one here because then you're kind of moving you balance it around a little bit, you get to a big market, and then all of a sudden, Oklahoma City has that brand new arena. And it's like, oh, you know where we haven't gone yet? Oklahoma City. They have the tallest. Hey, we're also on the map You're on a third. They have the tallest tower in the United States, um, skyscraper-wise, too. It's rumored. You could be building that. So we end up getting that done. Interesting. You know what? The All-Star got to come. Got to come to those. Yeah, got to come the – we're yeah. the biggest city by height in the United States. Got to come for sure. Um. And then the the last kind of fun here NBA All-Star topic that I had written down is, all right, let's say you're, you know, Jay, you're the co-host of the weekly CJ2R award-winning podcast. You're now in the Celebrity All-Star game. Who do you want to be your coach? Who is it? Ooh. Um, it can be anyone. So, anyone in the entire like, world. So Anyone in the entire world. Like
1: my basketball side, I would, I would want to, you know, talk to Coach K. That's my basketball side. My celebrity side, Steve Kerr.
0: Steve, Steve Carroll. Who's Steve Carell? Yes, Steve. Yeah, Steve Carell. Oh, okay. All right. I thought we were mixing up. Okay. All right. All right. No, I got you. No, So okay. Steve Carell. Yeah, you're right. But, do you uh, want to be? Which character do you want to be? Do you want to be Michael from the Office? Do you want? I to be just that? want to be
1: himself. I know oh, okay. he's a funny person, so like he could be. He could be uh, whatever he wants to be. But I just that's the, be my celebrity side would be of uh, Steve Carell. It's going to be coaching basketball. But my basketball side, I would, I've would i always wanted to learn from Coach K or, like, talk to the guy or something like that that's, like, who's been consistently good at a program, then goes win the Olympics with by far one of the best teams since the Dream Team, the Redeem Team, they called them. And uh, you have that many personalities, and you got them playing that well together and bought in as insanely, like, I would just always want to talk to him like how like how as a coach do you get to that point? But Steve Carell, uh, I could see him doing something crazy or funny out there on the court. So that's, that's kind of the reason why I choose him.
0: I, I love it. Um, if, I'm, if I was picking. All right, let's see here. I, I think I'd go either Eric Spolstra for kind of that current NBA head coach. Like what do you do? What are you saying in these huddles? Like what? I want to learn heat culture. And I think that's the best chance I'm going to get to learn heat culture is being coached by him in a celebrity basketball game. Um, the other one here I got to say is, is I just I would really love like a musician or just somebody who has no idea what they're doing, try to be a celebrity all-star coach, you know? But, like, Will Ferrell, I think, would be the funniest Like, Will, Fer- yeah. Yeah. So like, like Will Ferrell, yeah. Yeah. Like, Will Ferrell, like, all right, yep, yeah, run the pyramid, you know, or just whatever yeah, he's yeah, selling no, out yeah. there. He's reading us in basketball terms. He just uh, like throw,
1: he's just throwing stuff on the board and stuff, just, nah, just getting like, you see this?
0: this is a triangle. Do it, <laughs> you know, and just being like, it has only, us, it only has three points, though. There's five of us. Figure it out, you know, and just figure it out. Us. There's classic <laughs> deals there um, as well, especially if it's like Will Ferrell, like, you know, he's trying to be the Will Ferrell character from Step Brothers or, um, or old school. Semi-pro. Or Semi-pro. Yeah, he's got some basketball yeah. knowledge there. He's telling everyone, "You get, hey, we're only doing granny shots. That's all we're doing. You we can't <laughs> do any of the free throws besides granny shots. The whole game. That's all we got. So would would love to, love to go Will Ferrell a little bit in there as well, too. And I, I think the funniest from like an NBA, like sports personality is, Let's just get Stephen A. Smith to coach up. You know, you've let's let's say one, is one. one side is he might be this year. Yeah, he, I think he he is with uh, Shannon Sharp on the other side. Okay, okay, yeah, that's, that's that sounds right. Because I would love to know what Stephen A. wants to coach up on basketball <laughs> side. Like, because you know I me, mean, it, it's kind of like okay, I can talk hoops. I've seen a lot of hoops. I've never played professional basketball, so what am I going to tell somebody who's also never played professional basketball because it's somebody All <laughs> Star game? Like, I saw Meta World pieces on one of the two teams, and the other team doesn't oh, have a, doesn't awesome. have a former NBA player or a former player. I don't think at any level, maybe maybe a WNBA player. I would love to know just what what you know. Metal World pieces like, hey, <laughs> sit down, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard from Phil Jackson before. Sit down, we're good. I got this. You know, I got it Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Metal World Panda at that point too. So I mean, a lot of a lot of different fun ways we could go there with that. Um, but, but it's a good, good deal overall. All right. Well, kind of, kind of lastly here, just, uh, just round it out. I, the most recent podcast I did was with Alexi. We talked college basketball, went all deep dive into big 12 basketball. I don't know if you've been following it too much here, but OU is looking like they're going to make the tournament. The other in-state team, Oklahoma State is, uh. Not not on the same level here this year. It's been a disappointing year for Oklahoma State fans.
1: Oh, and I'll always blame NCAA for, for what they've done to OSU. A great program. Always always competitive with OU. I, I've loved watching, you know, Bedlam for years basketball-wise. And then NCAA takes everything away from them. You know, their recruiting class goes down because of it. You know, you have a coach that just kind of, I feel like, just, just staying just to say, you know. I mean, it just, it's just—it's just kind of—it's just kind of a bummer what NCAA did to the to a uh, little bro
0: over there. Little well, bro, that's funny. Um, <laughs> fifty, fifty, fifty-three championships <laughs> would tell you differently. But um, with that being said, what do you what do you think, Oklahoma? Do you think Mike Whiten returns next year? Of course, you're not an Oklahoma State fan, so I'm just curious. Maybe oh yeah, he back. stays. I have
1: a lot of family that's osu fans and i actually got one that works over in at osu i got two family members that work at osu so and they seem to like the guy and he seems to be very involved in the community and everything so i i'm I'm sure he'll stay and hopefully rebuild if not he'll probably go to a lower school and you know start over from scratch
0: I mean the one thing he's been able to do extremely well amid all these ncaa investigations and all the other stuff it's recruit. I mean, top fifteen in the nation recruiting class coming into this season. Granted, wish a lot of these guys are playing a little bit better, but that's including transfers. So mm-hmm. the the tough part is that like he hasn't been the best just coach overall, and then I, I don't necessarily know if that's honestly his fault. That the hardest thing for me to believe though about Oklahoma State letting go Mike Boynton or, or firing him or whatever is he's got a seven and a half million dollar buyout, so. Are you really just gonna go? Hey, you know what? Like, see ya. <laughs> Has it been that bad? And and honestly, yeah, it's not been great. But ah, uh, it's just you know, it's not been that horrible either. Um, yeah. A- a- April first is is a key date here for Oklahoma State sports fans, not because it's April Fool's Day, but instead because then the buyout percentage drops, and then um, the remainder of points contract will drop basically here we're, we're the buyout lessons to six and a half million dollars supposed to ten million dollars which is what it would be beforehand so th- there's there's not like a a great there's not another great coach that i'm like right now going oh let's go get him and that's always been my deal with oklahoma yeah. state athletics like okay want to fire mike gundy who else is out there who do you <laughs> want to go who's, get who's you know
1: come to a small market college And you know, recruit as well as he does and develop as well as he does. Like I agree with you. Everybody says, Oh, he he's a you know, one of the greatest coaches to ever come through OSU and he consistently wins at you know at different levels. One thing's for sure, Gundy's gonna be above five hundred. That's that's like the one thing with Gundy. Like he may have like an anti, but they're gonna be above five hundred but yeah. the thing with osu basketball right now you gotta look there are six of the 25 of the top 25 teams in the ncaa is in the big 12 and that's your conference granted you're two and nine right now but yeah i think you're facing you know one of the hardest i think the 12 actually has the most top 12, uh, top 25 teams in basketball so like you got to cut them some slack when you're facing really, really good teams like Houston, um, Kansas, uh, BYU, uh, Texas, Texas Tech, you know what I mean, who's on a tear right now? Baylor, who's been to the, you know, the Final Four multiple years. So, like, does he stay and continue to build what he's, you know, what he's done for? I mean, he was good a few years ago before the NCAA stuff happened. So, like, I, I hope he comes back, and I hope they keep giving him a chance until he gets back to where he was.
0: Yeah, I – right now, Oklahoma State's in a tough spot. You're 2-9 you're and nine in the conference. You're 10-14 overall. There are losses this year on the schedule to Abilene Christian and Southern Illinois, which, like it, – it, if you hadn't lost those two games, you're only two games better. You're still under 500. It's not like we're talking about a bunch of different stuff. But I think the optics are better. I, and I, and I, I would guess that's what's getting a lot of Oklahoma State fans more riled up. It's not getting me the same part because, honestly, both those games were really tough, really, really close games. It's not like we just flopped. Like It's not like we didn't show any heart and try to play. Every single guy who's starting for Oklahoma State in those games is new to the team this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Bryce Thompson started in those games, but I think he was injured. And now Bryce Thompson's out for the rest of the year towards laborum, and I believe is done with his eligibility as well too. He might be able to get a medical hardship, but I, I mean, at this point, who knows? And you're right. This is three years after Oklahoma State has not made a tournament. They made the They made the uh, NIT not too long ago and advanced very, very far, which I think was last year actually. But still, the main point. And it's just what you said. The Big 12 is a gauntlet every single night. You're not, there's no easy nights. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, hey, we get to play West Virginia this year. Thank goodness. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? The West Virginia, they're always good. <laughs> yeah. They're a perennial powerhouse. And this is maybe the one year where we do get to play and where they don't have, I mean, they don't have Bob Huggins, but this may be the one year where it's like, oh, man, how do we beat them? That's our first conference win of the year was against them at home. And they're not good. It's just, Okay, oh man, I can't wait until we get to play K-State, KU. <laughs> oh, and then we added these other four teams into the conference. Cincinnati, last I checked, they're always good at basketball. Same thing with Houston. And then yeah. this year, BYU's been in and out of the rankings every single week, so they're top 25. And then, oh yeah, that other team, the fourth team we added, UCF, <laughs> they they beat us last year in non-conference play, so they might be pretty good. So, it's just is one of those things where you talk about a rock and a hard place. This, this is where it'd be at. And and I don't know, Oklahoma state might get a ton better, but heck, if it was me, I would not let Boyden go because one, then all the guys who just came to school and just got mm-hmm. in a top 14 recruiting class who right now, if Brandon Garrison said, Hey, I'm opting for the draft or I'm transferring. I'd be like, man, what is going on? You know, I mean, just, just what's, what's, this is bizarre. Um, and, and if something else happened, too, where it was, okay, we've got, you know, X, Y, and Z here or there, and, okay, all, all of a sudden, they're going to add on, I mean, just a, just a different coach, and they're going to get a bunch of transfers in from the tournament or whatever. All right, cool, but I think that is such a such a best-case scenario where, okay, do you want to do the OU route where they're currently on right now, which is they got Porter Mosier. He was doing great with Lola Chicago. Heck, Louis Chicago made farther in the tournament Bye. three years ago than Oklahoma State did. I mean, props to them. And now some would say that easier path, but they knocked off Illinois that year, who won the Big Ten tournament, I believe, or almost did, and had one of the best. I mean, they had number one overall seed that year. So clearly, he can coach. But if you could somehow combine Mike Boynton's ability to coach with his ability to with Porter Mills, Mills' ability to coach, and you kept Mike Boynton's recruiting, you'd have a win-win. But what if you just let a guy just really young learn? And this will be my thing to come back to Oakland State fans about. Scott Drew was not a good coach at Baylor. Was just not. He was not a good coach. They were always sub 500. And then little by little, he learned how to coach more and more. And he was hired as a younger coach. And all of a sudden, he won an national championship for Baylor. Like 20 years in. And, and that, honestly, that just might be where we're at. Like, we might need yeah. to give Boynton another three years give him 10 years in the program see what happens he's battled through everything (laughs) and at that point it's almost it's it's almost like this to me um you know like like dating wise or whatever right yeah you're dating someone for a while all of a sudden they lose a bunch of weight they get a bunch better you guys have one fight you break up and then all of a sudden you're (laughs) like wait a second i invest all this time resources energy to somebody and great this is not a personal story whatsoever (laughs) but I want to make sure that is just clearly said and proven. This is just from listening to a bunch of uh, Ryan Rossillo's life advice, basically, um, is where I get any of this. And so you talk about it, you go on for a while, and it's like, oh my gosh, wait a second. You know, I mean, basically it's just, you know, you're pumping up a recruit, they spent three years with the program, and then all of a sudden they transferred OU and their Heisman Trophy talks like Dylan Gabriel was with OU, right? I mean, I think that's how a lot of OU fans will feel if Gabriel kills it with Oregon next year. Like, wait a second, dude! If if you had just played like that, just here, what the heck? We would we would have <laughs> not we would have been OSU, and we would have beat KU, and we would have been in the national championship conversation last year, and would have beaten the brakes off of te- you know whoever in the Big Twelve championship. I, that that'd be my thing of getting at is are you, know, you going to let you know. Boynton are, are you are you going to tell <laughs> Boynton, hey, here's the door. Also, here's six and a half million dollars, and. Seven years of head coaching experience, you got it with us. Good luck. Well, a school like Kentucky would pick up Boynton in a heartbeat to be an assistant coach, learn under Coach Cal for two years, recruit the crap out of Kentucky, because at that point, why not? And then all yeah. of a sudden, it's, oh, okay, cool. Now Boynton could go to wherever. And then all of a sudden, Boynton's like, hey, you know what? South Carolina's calling my alma mater. I'll go there. And they're, and they're in contention every single year. I mean, it's just such an easy story to write. Um. So it's it's just it's insane. It's just insane. This is insane to me. Um, overall, I'm uh, a little uh a little stir crazy about the the short leash with point just because <laughs> there's gonna be ups and downs. And the Scott Drew right. story is not one that's like a world renowned story or one that's been modeled by other by a bunch of other schools. But you know what, Oklahoma State when when I in o four when I was going to Gallagher Arena, and we won the Big 12 championship that year. It was like, oh, my gosh, we're a great basketball school. This is great because Les Miles had just left Oklahoma State in football. It was Brandon in the Gundy era. We had knocked off OU in football in 02 and 03. But really, that was kind of the big deal. It wasn't winning bowl games. It wasn't going to Big 12 championships or talking about it or whatever. It was like, oh, cool. Our third baseman, baseball third baseman, started for our football team. Oh my gosh, he's so good in Josh Fields. This is crazy awesome. It wasn't, wow, we're winning 10 games every year in football. We're now in football school. That's fine. Let's be a football school. Fully embrace it and wait for basketball to work its way back. I just also, I've had this discussion with my dad so many times. As an Oklahoma, as a previous Oklahoma State student, what are people doing on Tuesday nights <laughs> in Stillwater, Saturday afternoons in Stillwater? Like, go to Calgary. Like, the the on the court may not be the greatest in the entire world. But you know what? You can leave ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's okay. If, the, if their team's not winning, you can walk out. But yeah. but but come on. Like like that's one of the more fun things to do is go watch Big twelve basketball games. I get it oh, when it's yeah. southern Illinois on a random, you know, Wednesday in December and it's like, dude I don't even want to go out in the snow. But <laughs> but come on. These are these Oklahoma's had a real weird span of incredibly nice weather here as of late in February and January before. Let's get to Galagariba. Let's let's, you know, pack it out. There should be more than 7,000 fans at every single big 12 game. Uh it's bizarre to me that there's not always that deal. Yeah. So I'll go off my hard horse here, but that, that was that was <laughs> that was my two cents here. We just just support the program. Like it like people's people's fans show up for baseball. All right, well, let's, why are we not showing up for basketball? What happened? You know, it's like, oh, we're mad the team's not doing good. Well, you know what helps the team do better? Usually if more fans show up, usually it yeah. does help out a little bit. Maybe not a lot, but a little. So, that's my two cents. I don't know. Let's talk the rest of the Big 12 here in basketball real quick, though. So, well, nail to your head, you're to your head here right now. Who do you have as far as... Uh, when it went in the Big 12 here uh, in, in basketball, who's who's doing it? Who's pulling it out? Is it KU again for like the 30th year in a row, or <sighs> wherever it stands at this point? Or, or are we talking something a little different? You know.
1: I would like to see someone other than Kansas win, maybe like uh, an Iowa State. I like to see. I would love to see OU. You know when, but you know that's that's a far you know for a second year coach has done as well as he has. Uh, it's a lot taking on someone like you know Kansas. So I think Kansas and you know Iowa State will probably be the two left standing, just by watching games and everything. Um, Texas has been pretty good. They'll make a far run. Uh, other than that. I can just see Kansas winning it again. They're just, they're good. They're, they're good, per usual. Yeah.
0: Hunter Dickinson. I, I can't believe that him. guy was allowed to transfer. Honestly, <laughs> like if you're an All American with the school, shouldn't you just not be like? Then then you can't transfer. <laughs> you're All American last year. Okay, you can't transfer. It just is like, it's a double whammy. But you got okay. You got to finish out your career with Michigan. Um, yeah, because at this point, that 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 o- that uh I almost said that O U. That KU schedule is uh it's nice. They I did see him lose weirdly the other night to I believe K State and then also before then to Oh gosh, where are they? Um I did see him lose like last night or something to um who was it to? Yeah, it was weirdly to Texas Tech at Texas Tech. But that just shows you Big Twelve's always good. Like, I mean KU is losing a record amount of games this year. They lost in Morgantown to West Virginia team. That's not good. As I said earlier, they're second to last in the Big 12 stadiums only right. only above Oklahoma State. But still, with that being said, like, yeah, I'd love to see Iowa State win. Love to see Houston win. But then again, KU is like right there. They're seven and five. They're only one game back in the win column, and they should play more games overall. So. Yeah, I don't know what ends up happening, but I'm very curious. I'm uh, I'm excited to see what could happen here. Um, yeah, because I, cause I don't think it'll just be automatically KU every year now. Right.
1: I mean, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good tournament. My favorite tournaments to watch are the big uh Big Ten and the Big Twelve tournaments to watch every end of the year. And I mean, it's always good basketball. And then you got like the ACC with Duke and Villanova, and you know that. I mean, you kind. of. You got give Duke their flowers for how well they're playing. I think they're number nine this year. You know, uh, their coach is finally finding their stride for the Duke fans that are so used to a powerhouse in a basketball team. Um, but other than that, like I said, like Kansas is just good. They lose games that they should win, and it's just like they're just you know they're you know losses are close. Kentucky was like number one at the time when they lost, and that was a phenomenal game, but at the end of the day, it's Kansas. He's a, I can't remember his name. It was, a, I just looked it up, but the Kansas coach, he's oh, Bill he's, a, he, Bill Salk, yeah, he's a good coach for a reason. He's been there for a long time and there's a reason why he'll be there till he retires.
0: Unless he decides to come back, save his alma mater and coach Oklahoma State basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that—that's just what every Oklahoma State fan like. Okay, if 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 you're gonna do Boynton's buyout, that's the one guy where I'm like, all right, that's cool, one, yeah, yeah, sounds great. Let's do one. it. No questions asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully on board. Jumping ten feet, okay, <laughs> ten toes in. Um, yeah, because that—that'd be the deal. Well, Oklahoma State has not a favorable conference schedule here, ending out because, uh, as I already said earlier, but at least at least they get to play. Uh, you know. <laughs> Some teams, I guess, at least they get to play a, a UCF. And, hey, heck, heck, that OU game, not this weekend, but next. May have to go up to store mm-hmm. to see that one, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, That's that's the thing. Like, I could talk all I wanted to about Oklahoma State basketball being decent or good or whatever. They do get to play Cincinnati and UCF still, who are sub-500 in the Big 12 Conference. And uh, they're over 500 overall, but still, I mean... Get, get to play West Virginia one more time. And they're eight and 16 overall here in the season. So that, that right now, that's kind of nice. So I think Boyd the schedule here will shape up where I think he'll be looking a little bit better and it would look a lot better. If Bryce Thompson, the guy who's been the super duper senior or whatever you want to say, um, <laughs> could get a couple more, you know, minutes and wasn't out with the torn for the rest of the year. Then it would look even better. I think, I I mean, Losing to OU by four because of some weird things happened at the very, very end on away game. Like, okay, Bryce Thompson plays. Maybe that still happens. Maybe it's even worse, but it's probably a little bit better. And with was such, such just, you know, so close to begin with. Um The Texas Tech game at home. At Texas, those are tough. But when we're talking BYU this weekend at home. Okay, that's tough. But then it's Cincinnati, OU, UCF. And then... um and then BYU, at BYU to end out the season, like all right, there's there's some games there that are winnable for Oklahoma State basketball, even at this, even at the uh, two games so far in conference have been one state, I'll say. So, all right, well, well, all right, we'll end out the podcast on this last question here I have for you. Of all the All Star festivities, of the Steph versus Sabrina three point contest, of the dunk contest, of the um, All Star skills contest, of the Celebrity All Star game, of the whatever rookies versus sophomores thing they do now with the rising stars challenge, where there's like four teams and of the actual all-star game, which one are you most excited about? I know I named like 7, Oh, the three point games. contest. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I, that's as I, well. That's what, the one I look forward to every single year. I feel like it's too short, no matter what, uh, I feel like they should bring in more people or somehow make the festive like the festival a little longer for the three point contest because it's not a big part of the game. So but I love the idea of Steph versus Sabrina. Uh, I'm a big fan of Sabrina.
0: And, you know, I kind of got my money on Sabrina. How do, you say uh-huh. her, how do you say her name? How do you say her last name, clearly? Yeah, it's a with her last name.
1: Um, That's why I say Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, she's got her a Nike shoe. Like, that's sick, honestly. Hey, Apparently, no, the, those like Nike movies.
1: shoes. Yeah, those are... Great looking. I might buy me a pair. They're, they're actually taking over the NBA right now. A lot of the players are wearing them. They are, yeah, they are nice looking. So,
0: um, well, last lesson thing I'll leave you with then is what I'm looking forward to. Here is I'm looking forward to the dunk contest. I, I just want to see something crazy. I want to see some guy um do something that we haven't seen before. It seems like all NBA dunks have done before, but let's just bring bring in more of the props. We saw Blake Griffin dunk over the hood of a car, but what if a guy dunked over a whole car? I don't know. Just idea. <laughs> see, I mean, the hood. Incredible feat. Could not do it myself or dream of it. Heck, I can't even touch well, rim.
1: Let's see someone <laughs> dunk over Wimbiama. Oh, you know what? Put
0: him under their rim. Yeah, or Shaq, or, or you know somebody. You know, so somebody. Maybe somebody's done that though. Um, Three point contest. You got a favorite here? We've got. Uh, you know, we've got eight guys, and honestly, Tyrese Alberton, great three-point three, three point shooter statistically, yeah. but his shot looks odd. I'll leave it at that odd. I mean, it goes in. It, it goes, goes in. in. It goes in. It goes in.
1: I, I. And I hate to say it. Um, uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be probably Trey Young or Donovan Mitchell. At a, I mean, Dame time is always going to be Dame, but I think think He gets past the first round. Uh, seeing Cat in there, I don't think he'll do well. He's won it uh, before, I will,
0: he's won three, he's won won it before. yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I don't think he'll do it again. Uh, I wished someone who I wish the OKC would have went after, uh, Laurie Markinen. Uh, I think he'll do decent, but at the end of it, I think Trey Young It's gonna be between uh, Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell.
0: Okay, all right, well, I like it, I like it a lot. All right, well. I'm gonna say uh you're picking uh between Trey and Donovan. I'm gonna pick w i am going to pick I think it's gonna be between Laurie and um, you know, I'm gonna say Lori and, and Tyrese Halburton. I don't know why Jalen Brunson's playing this. I gotta be honest. Hey. Jalen Brunson, prophecy on playing <laughs> something. Still don't know why. Um but but yeah, I'm gonna say Lori or uh Lori or Tyrese. So okay. go with that. Yeah. I mean I'm excited. All right. Cool. Well uh thanks so much for joining here on the latest episode of the cj tour podcast if you're not already please follow at cj tour on twitter instagram slash x now all the cool kids are saying it so uh subscribe on youtube follow on tiktok um jay as always thanks for joining and thanks for having me